Hi, I'm Daniel Stoll, and I'd like to welcome you to the Come Follow With Me podcast. This podcast is a weekly discussion of the topics in the Come Follow Me curriculum, as we seek to study the scriptures and learn more about our Savior, Jesus Christ. I invite you to come follow with me as we seek to live in the way that he did. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow With Me. I'm your host, Daniel Stoll, and we made it, guys. We got through the special Easter week. That was a lot of episodes. Moment of truth here, I probably won't be doing that again anytime soon. It was pretty hard to fit into the schedule, as you guys likely saw in those last couple days. But it was a lot of, I, would, I don't know if I would say fun necessarily, but it was really good to feel the spirit on a lot of days throughout the week and just to be able to prepare. Um, I know I never really made a final episode um, and I'd like to encourage you with just the resurrection and the final day of Easter just to take that and do your own personal study and I guess that can be our challenge today. We'll start off with the challenge and do a little spin. So go and try and not just find but experience the spirit that comes with learning about the resurrection and the specific act and how Christ came back. Because I really, unfortunately, I don't have enough time with this week's lesson to get into that. But there's a whole lot um, of great stuff in there. And I wish I had more time to talk about it. So, sorry guys, that's our challenge this week is you do your own learning. Remember the first lesson of Come Follow Me? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, go get it. Okay, so this week we have What Shall I Do to Inherit Eternal Life, which is Matthew chapter 18 and Luke chapter 10. There's a lot of good things in here. So first I just want to ask you guys, do you have questions about life and about the gospel? Because I know I always have questions that are just popping up. And really, I don't know anyone that hasn't had that many questions. Um... Questions can be good and bad, but most of the time they're good because um, questions are encouraging you to learn. They mean you have a desire to know and that you want to do things right. You want to learn correctly. Um, You want to understand. I know I started a new job a couple months ago and every time I go and I'm still asking questions even though I've been there for a while now, it's just making sure I'm doing things right, learning, getting better, and just getting that understanding. So questions are good because they encourage us to learn and be our best. But they're only good if they're sought with faith and a desire to learn and grow. If we have questions that are fed from doubts, then really, it's not that they're bad. I know I definitely have these questions that pop up and so does everybody. I don't know anyone that hasn't had doubt questions pop up, but it gets back to the principle of doubting your doubts before you doubt your faith, you know, just making sure that the questions that you have aren't going to overwhelm your faith just because they create some inaccuracy. Yes, there might be something that doesn't make sense to me or um, that I don't really understand right now 
but remember your testimony and remember the truth that you have felt. And that will help you so much just through your own personal learning and growth. So the reason I ask that is because today's lesson is all about questions that people have. It's, I mean, the title is a question, but there's, it, this chapter is full of questions. So let's dig right in. The first question is going to be in Matthew chapter 18, and we'll start reading in verse 21. So it says, then Peter or then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And okay, he starts getting into a parable at the end, which I will go over. But first I just want to say... Um, I mean, we all know this story. It's a very commonly shared one. It's just Peter saying, how many times do I need to give people, forgive people? Seven times? And I mean, to, to us, sometimes that can seem like a lot. But really, people will, there's a lot of times where people struggle to learn. Or they will still do things, even if we don't want them to. And we've asked them to stop that we need to, we or they need to keep repenting of. And so the principle here isn't that, you have 490 times, and then your forgiveness card expires, guys. The key is, we need to be able to forgive each other for all of our issues and problems, no matter how many times we keep doing it, because that's what Heavenly Father does for us. No matter how many times we repent and often fall back into those same patterns or sins or whatever it may be that we're repenting of, he still forgives us, and his and Jesus Christ's atonement allows for that, which is why that's a really good way um, to go into this, because we started, or we've been discussing the atonement all week, uh, this past week. So, I mean, you think about young siblings. I mean, I know in my home, both with myself um, when I was younger, and sometimes even occasionally today, but then also... Some of my younger siblings that I know, I mean, there's fights all the time. They're just little spats, nothing meaningful, but there's still fights all the time. If we only forgave each other seven times, our forgiveness cards would be out in a day. I mean, goodness gracious, I see some families not to throw shade on anyone whatsoever, but I just worry for them if that was the case, because if we can't learn to forgive, then... We're not going to be able to be happy. We're never going to let things go. We're always going to have that anger and that hatred and that desire for revenge within us. And the desire for revenge is really just what kills the spirit and what kills our happiness. Because we can't be happy if we're getting angry at people. So that's really the key here. Um, and then Jesus begins to tell a parable. You've likely heard it. If not... Um, I'm not going to read it, but I'll paraphrase it. So there's a king, and he has a servant that owes him tons and tons of money. It says uh, he owed him 10,000 talents. And uh, I don't know if any of you guys have seen the Bible video of this, but I would encourage you to go look it up on the, um, what is it now, comeunderchrist.org. It's really interesting because it shows how much money that he owed his king 
And it's like a room full of gold, guys. It's like the treasuries from Indiana Jones. But that, like, that's how much he owes him. And so the king brings this servant in with all of this gold, um, the representative amount that he owes him in the room. And the king's like, this is how much you owe me, but I forgive you. And you don't have to pay me back. And the king is so giving and selfless and loving and just incredible. And then that servant is so grateful. But then he goes out that night and he goes to this other other servant, just someone who's even lower down than he is. And that servant owes him what's equivalent to about a, a coin pouch. Really nothing more than you might hold in your wallet. And keep in mind, this guy just got thousands and thousands of um, talents, which are like gold coins, I guess. I don't know. Um, Forgiven of him. And then he goes and he's like demanding this younger, smaller servant lower down, give him this teeny amount of money. And then the guy doesn't have the money, so he throws him in jail. And when the king finds out about it, he brings this servant back to him and he says how could you not forgive your fellow servant of something so small when I forgave you of this huge huge thing and I mean how many times do we expect forgiveness for major things that we've done but then we don't give it back to other people we have to really start looking inside ourselves and thinking If this was me, would I forgive myself? Would I let this slide if it was something I had done and not something somebody else had done? Or vice versa, this even applies to forgiving ourselves if we have a hard time with that. We can say, like, we might get mad at ourselves over something, but we could say, if one of my friends had done that, would I be shaming them in the same way? And the answer is probably no in both cases. So just remembering to forgive yourself, but also to forgive others in the same way. Make it an equal balance of forgiveness. And that's really where we want to be. Alright, now, Luke 10, verses 1 through 3, state, After these things, the Lord appointed other seventy also, and sent them two and two before this before his face into every city and place whither he himself could come therefore said he unto them the harvest truly is great but the laborers are few pray ye therefore the lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest go your ways behold i send you forth as lambs among wolves so this is talking about the 70 um we have the quorums of the 70 And we had it back then, and we have it now. So just, I mean, you see parallels between the gospel then with Jesus on earth and the restored gospel now. And how cool that is that we have that. We have these modern things in our day, and we are trying to follow this guideline of Jesus' teaching as closely as possible. So that's just one really cool thing about this. But really what he's getting at is, yes, the work is great. Yes, there's so much goodness, but we need to share that. 
we need to be doing better to share it. Yeah, we have missionaries. We have the 12 apostles. And nowadays we have the quorum or the first presidency too. But if we don't have people to help gather the saints, to have leaders over the different areas and the missionaries and all those different aspects, the church would fall apart in its organizational standard because it would go straight from the top to really close to the bottom. And there wouldn't really be any organization or anything like that. And I just really love the organization of our church. I just I, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but I just really want to for a second. I was thinking about other churches and what they must be thinking about our church and how our um, media handles it. And so I went and looked on our website. And it's so interesting that when you open comeunderchrist.org, everything points to Christ. There's pictures of him stories about him, talks about come follow me, um, all these different things and all these references just right when you open so you know what we believe in and but you can learn all about our church. But then, not to throw anyone under the bus or anything, but I looked at a few different other churches, like just common large churches and they didn't really have that much. I mean, they had some uh, organization websites within them for people that had just created them, but there wasn't any official websites for several of these churches, so I couldn't really learn from their source what they believed in. So I just think that's really cool that our church does that, and that we can share, yes, this is exactly what we believe in, this is our doctrine, and we're going to share that with you. And we have the 70, we have that leadership, and that's what we have in place to keep the church going strong, and that's just incredible. Because we need more laborers and we need more leaders now than any other time, than in any other dispensation. And at this point we're getting into, we should be leaders without being called to that position. We need to be leading our fellow saints in righteousness and encouraging everyone to do better things. And our ministering and our come follow me, leading our families. Leadership is one of the most important aspects of life. And recently I wrote a paper on um, how successful leadership models all follow or align with Christ's leadership model. And really, that's what it's getting back to is we can be leaders in any situation just like he was. We should always be seeking to share the gospel and share truth. Alright, so the final um, part of this episode that I have is Luke chapter 10, verses 25 and 27. So it says, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So, I mean, that's the title of the chapter, and this week's Come Follow Me. But really, this is the question. This is the big question everyone has. Everyone asks it, and... A lot of people just think it's simple things. They just say, as long as you accept Jesus and you pray to him and things like that, then you're set. You're going to heaven. But we also believe that more is required than that. It takes action and faith, um, not just prayer and hope. We can't get to heaven. At least we can't get to the highest degree just by living good the interesting thing about our church is it, it encourages progression because you can't just be good and 
get the best. You have to be your best self to receive the fullest glory. And that's just why I love our church. Is they're encouraging um, this continual progression and improvement. And that's really the progress is the purpose of life. That's one of my mottos. And it stands true here. But that's getting off topic. Getting back into this. So this is really the question though is... What can we do to inherit eternal life and be happy forever and just live in the best places in heaven? And so Jesus replies in verse 27, he says, well, it says, and answering, he said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. Uh, So really, it's straightforward. Just loving Heavenly Father. And then going on and loving our neighbors, which our neighbors are everybody. Not just our friends, not just our family, not just the people that live next door. Those aren't just the definition of neighbors. Neighbors are really just everybody around us. We are citizens not of maybe the United States or some other country. We are citizens of the world and everyone is our neighbor. Which means we have a duty to love and teach everyone and encourage better things in everybody. And that's just one thing I love about this is it encourages just loving everyone, loving God the most, but loving everyone. And if you think about it, following the commandments, this is the straightforward answer of the most basic how to follow all the commandments is because you're less likely to have idol worship you're less likely to covet and all those things. If you're loving God with all your heart, you're less likely to want to kill and you're less likely to want to steal and all those things. If everybody's your friend and if you love everybody just like you love yourself, and that's just awesome. I don't know any other way to put it. That's the key is the best way to follow all the commandments is just to love people. Love Heavenly Father, the creator of the universe who gave you life, loves you and blesses you. And then love everybody else just because. Because if you're not loving them, then it's a it's a binary. If you're not loving them, then you're working against a relationship. People are only enemies if you call them that. It's it's a title you give. And we have power over that. So, wrapping up, my other, I suppose my second challenge to you guys this week is just to seek to love people and not to fight and have contention and anger, but to forgive. This has been such a good lesson and just taught us that questions are good, questions are important, and questions help us to progress. We need to forgive and love others as we love ourselves. We need to offer, um, not just, we need to have a vice versa where we love ourselves as we love others and we love others as we love ourselves. We need to balance that out. We learned some about the 70 and how the work is going forward today about progress and the purpose of life. And then about how we can best come unto heaven and our heavenly father. Guys, this has been an amazing lesson. Thank you so much for listening, and join me next week.
Thank you for listening to the Come Follow With Me podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening and that my words have given you some spiritual nourishment. Come back next week for more um, learning about the scriptures and next week's Come Follow Me lesson. Please like, subscribe, and leave comments. I really appreciate any help and tips you can give me, and I just hope that I've helped you guys in your personal study. Thanks so much.